In today's episode of Indispensable, I talk with Doug Lopdell, account manager from Zoom Video Communications, one of my favorite platforms. Doug and Zoom are committed to helping everyone communicate more effectively. Join in and hear how Zoom grew by thinking about the customer and how they're reshaping and tackling unifying communications. Don't know what unifying communication is? Join us on this podcast. So tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been at Zoom, what you did before. Just a little, fill fill that in for us. Sure. So I've almost been at Zoom two years, but if you do it, Zoom is more like dog years. So I feel like an old veteran here. I I am in our Denver office. And when I started, I was right around the 70th employee. Um, We just moved into another floor. So we were in one building. Now we're in a building that has five floors. And, you know, I, I used to be able to tell you all my coworkers' names. And I think there's about 400 plus now of us in Denver. So it's growing quick. Um, I love it. I've been in the exact same role since I've came to Zoom, which means I really help accounts that have 250 or less employees um, just get the most out of their investment in Zoom, whether that's you know, building on what we already have or going over the new product Zoom release. Uh, just make sure you know what your options are. Um, my story, as far as like how I got here, my career path is anything but uh, structured or ordinary. I, uh, I started out of college at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Um, I think a lot of people that started at Enterprise Rent-A-Car start for the same reason. They don't really know what they want to do. Um, and when I got out of school, the economy was not in a good spot. So I took that, worked there for quite some time before going to a, a startup company that was doing healthcare recruiting, um, did that for a long time. Then I ended up at a uh, hardware reseller and technology staffing kind of recruiting position, a company trying to start in Denver. And it was funny because the company was was really small and trying to grow. So they had me doing lots and lots of networking events. I had to do over five a week where I would go either for lunch or after work and meet with people. And this gentleman I met um, who was also named Doug at one of these events does sales recruiting. And he started bugging me about the opportunity to work at Zoom. I had no idea who they were. And after enough bugging, I started to look out and now definitely think it's the best decision I've made in my life uh, uh, switching here to Zoom. And Zoom has grown so fast. So talk about, share um, a little bit about how Zoom started, but like, how did it grow so fast so quickly? Because, you know, there's some standard competitors in the market, GoToMeeting, WebEx, and I feel like, and I had used both of those platforms, but I feel like you guys just kind of came in, swooped in and captured everybody's attention. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I feel lucky to work for the people who, who set this up, specifically Eric Yuan, who is our, our CEO and founder. So Eric's journey starts way back um, being the first engineer to work for WebEx when they were still a um, private company before Cisco acquired them. And he had helped them build and design WebEx. Here comes Cisco. Uh, Eric is not any part of the decision to be purchased. They, they, they purchased Zoom. Um, he ends up becoming the head of their collaboration. 
And at that time, he was getting feedback from customers on, you know, just some of the various complaints that you have with video conferencing. And he kind of relooked at what he had built and where the world was going. And he pitched moving to the cloud long before Zoom started. And like most established companies, I don't think anything different than another one, that big change management just it isn't a good decision for any of the board that's currently making it. And shareholders won't be happy because you have something that's actually working, producing revenue. Um, and so they told him, no, thank you. Like, we're really happy with WebEx. A uh, few more years go by. Eventually, Eric, if you haven't ever seen an interview with him, is very driven by happiness. And he says, if you want to find happiness, giving and getting other people happiness gives it back to you. And so that's a very important thing. And so when customers give you feedback that they don't like your your product, you know, it, it really bothered him. And so he went out into a very crowded market where, you know, I think most people would have struggled to get funding. And I think because of who he was, he was able to get that funding to start Zoom. And where I think he really was smart is he started with small cut, uh, customers instead of building for the enterprise and EDU. And the reason he did both of those was if kids use this in college, when they go to start a company, they're going to remember how much they like Zoom. And if you're a small company, either A, you'll grow into a big company, or B, again, those employees are going to leave into big companies. And so if they can remember Zoom. And so why we've seen this rocket ship of growth, I think, is A, it's not like we started something new. WebEx is still running on his code. So we have people who have been in the industry who kind of saw this cloud-first architecture and could build that. Um, and then I think our customers love us. Our NPS score, which is you know really how often our customers referring you, um, is leaps and bounds compared to anyone in the industry. And I think that's because it's an industry worth a lot of frustration, right? And so we thank all of our customers. I know I personally haven't ever been in a sales role where my customers thank me as much, and we want to return that, right? We're very grateful to our customers, and we see that as why we've grown. You know, we've done a lot of smart things where it just works, but most of our, like, you've had our product long enough. If you complain about something or see something where we could get better, we really do listen to our customers. I would say over 50%, if not higher, of our, like, updates that we release are specifically because a customer asked for them, right? And so we do a really good job listening to our customers and building a product for what they want, which I think is is a big key to our success. Well, I think it's so true. So a couple of points on that. Number one, every time I reach out to you and the person who handled our account before you, I always get an answer. And if you don't have the answer, you just direct me somewhere else or, hey, read this or this will help or that's on its way or... So you really do stand behind that, which I think is pretty amazing because most people don't actually, I think we've come to not expect that to happen. And so when it does, right, it brings everybody a little bit of happiness that day, right? Because we've solved something. And to your point about starting with small customers, I think is also really interesting. Um, one of the reasons that we embraced Zoom so quickly is that we needed to find a platform that we could use that was simple for our clients to join it's sometimes in you know in a minute or two like hey let's just share screens and people are you know a lot of our clients maybe are not the most tech savvy so having them work in a platform and do some screen sharing that can be really helpful so we can figure out what they need quickly 
is huge. Because if you're doing a 60-minute coaching session with somebody and you spend 10 minutes try, just trying to log in and share a screen, that's not a great idea. And so what, what we've heard from our clients is, oh my gosh, I've adopted Zoom too. I love Zoom because you showed me we did that one coaching session and it's just super easy. Mm-hmm. So I think that easy and that customer service is really a winning combination. Yeah, I totally agree. How many customers do you have today? I honestly don't know that number off the top of hand. I know that we keep more than doubling what it feels like our numbers used to be. I mean, I remember the day we got really excited over like 100,000 people being in meetings in a given day. And now that number is a silly small number, right? I can remember how much we celebrated when our app made it into like the top 100 in Apple Store. And now we're usually in the top 20. So, I mean, the, the growth has been... Unbelievable. I think the bigger thing for me, again, from from where we were to now, isn't just the the, the number of people that we have. It's a lot of the, the big companies that kind of give credibility, right? I mean, we have Fortune 5 companies that have, have moved forward with Zoom. Um, a lot of names where, you know, for me, it, it seemed like at the beginning, we were convincing people that we're a, a trustworthy company and, and we're real and we're not going to disappear. And now, you know... <clears throat> just having the name of the companies that reach out to us that will, you know, speak for us and help us. And we'll talk about this more with Zoomtopia, but I mean, a lot of our sessions were led by customers and um, that's a big change from where we were two years ago. So I think again, um, seeing how much growth we've had, I, the numbers are hard to keep track of. Honestly, I, I feel like I'd mix and flip a digit or something, but the, it, it's, it's been phenomenal and we're very grateful. And so on you, in your role, is it, are you, would you say you have to know the, um, you really need to know how to use all of the different products because you do have lots of different products. I think I need to know, but the thing I like best about this job is that I really just have to be good at explaining what I do, right? I don't go and use a phone and then, you know, schedule meetings with, I live and breathe Zoom just in my role. And so a lot of times my job is to maybe, train somebody on how, you know, specifically referring to sales, since I'm in a sales role, how you can increase sales by meeting over video versus conducting over phone, right? And so I I need to know a lot, but I think a lot of it is more just explaining how I use it, right? I still remember my first month or so here and getting used to staring at my face every day because all my meetings are through Zoom and what that shift from being so heavy phone to such heavy video you know, it, it's a culture change and a workflow change. So I, I, I like to do stuff like that. And I feel like I have to be good at problem solving where you kind of explain your business objective. And I kind of see again, how we fit in um, to Zoom's credit. This is an organization that really approaches that solution sales. So for me, it's really identifying what problem we're trying to solve and then validating that Zoom has the capabilities to actually solve it, right? And um, most of the time we do, but you know, there are gaps out there and it's nice again to work for a company that allows me to focus on the customer solution and say, look, this isn't something we can do currently. Like this is something we're working for. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I, you know, spend all my day studying Zoom as much as I just, you know, a lot of times coworkers and I will hear a solution or a problem and we'll test it out, right? We'll go into one of our Zoom rooms and mess around with the, the settings the customer is, is having challenges with. So I'd say we really more just live it, right? And then I explain how I do it. 
Well, it's really important to be a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, I think sometimes um, you're not testing the products, but you can have to use them the same way. So if you're using them for your calls, I think that that shows a whole lot of credibility. And do you see a lot of your clients using it for not only increasing sales, but on the recruiting side? Yeah, I mean, I think we are blown away with some of the things that people thought of that they use Zoom for that we didn't. One is great, which is what we're doing right now, doing a podcast. That was totally something Zoom did not foresee when we broke up recordings, um, but it's become a really popular source, right? Um, so no, I, I don't, it, it, it's amazing where I see customers use it, right? Some has been, you know, supporting these companies that are now doing the 100% remote companies. And there's some pretty big companies that have that as an objective. And so there's that culture piece that we fit into, right? Recruiting, it's a hard job and there's all the flights and, you know, it's fun. I have children and, you know, I think about the future and what that that holds and the amount that we can help people save, whether it's just driving someone to your office or flying to your office, right? By using it. And to your point, if, if it works well, we like to call it meeting tax. We save on that meeting tax, right? You don't have those five minutes getting ready or people just not having it work, right? And if it's a big interview, the last thing you want to deal with is, you know, camera or audio issues that could shape that decision, right? And so a lot of companies will use us. Again, we use it for, you know, most of the steps of an interview before finally bringing someone in really for that sign off. Um, But in sales, I again, I, I can't imagine now when somebody will only meet over the phone, it's a very different experience. I don't get to read their body language you know, I have to assume that they're actually listening to me, right? Whereas when you meet over video, you have all these audio cues, right? It's amazing how much of communication is nonverbal um, that you can really get through it, right? We like to say this is the next to best thing for meeting. And I really don't know a lot of parts of companies that I don't think can benefit from it. It's really, again, just breaking down to the core of what you're doing with communication and, and can meetings replace a different type of action. Right, exactly. So tell us what um, Zoomtopia is and some of the highlights. Yeah, so Zoomtopia, this is our third year doing it. This is our annual user conference, um, which again, so blown away with how many people came to it. I think our first one, we had a little under 500. And last year we had, I think, maybe 1,000. And and this year we had over 2,000, I think almost 3,000 people there. So it was amazing. Um, it just really gives us an opportunity to celebrate what we've built um, thanks to our customers and give a little moment to kind of give teasers to what is coming out. Do a lot of groups where maybe we dive into how we can take things next level or maybe again, you know, most people know Zoom meetings, but we have Zoom phone or our conference room solutions or webinars. And so some people may want to just learn it. So again, it's a way to get our customers out, celebrate them, express our gratitude and really cover what the future holds and hopefully give some beneficial trainings and tips in the process. That's fun. So were there any, are there any new fun releases from that were released at Zoomtopia this year? Yeah. So I think it's always funny from an employee's perspective, right? So the year before we made the the announcement of Zoom phone, which was a really big one because this is a really new piece to our, our, our platform. This year, there were more subtle announcements, right? So inside, I feel like a lot of us were like, oh, that's it. But I got a lot of positive feedback. So for example, right now, if we were, instead of just you and me meeting, let's say we had five more people on this and we're doing kind of an all hands. And 
you're going through your speech and maybe you announce that I, you know, got engaged this weekend and everyone starts clapping, well, the camera jumps from each kind of noise, right? And so we're going to roll out where you can do these kind of uh, either clap emojis or snap emojis, ways to kind of interact without being distracting. Um, a lot of customers got excited about that. We kind of smirk, right? And sometimes, again, for me, when I heard that, I didn't think it would be that big. And I had like five customers say, oh, this is great for our use. So again, it, it proves that I don't know what we need to build. It's our customers that know what we need to build. Um, for me, some really exciting ones was live transcription is coming out. So right now, let's say you're like, five minutes late to that big meeting, you could read to catch up where you were and then start following along, right? Um, or if you wanna go back and try to remember, what did, I, what did so-and-so say about this at the beginning of it? So I, instead of waiting for the recording to send me this transcription, um, I can watch it live on the, the right-hand side. This is in beta, so this one's coming out really soon. Um, I have a couple customers that are really excited about another update, which was um, live translation. So right now, if, if we wanted to have this in multiple languages, there's really not a solution for that. Soon you'll be able to pick which audio source you'd want. And if you wanted to have an employee that was also doing this in Spanish or German, you'd be able to conduct this meeting into a more global audience um, in a smoother way. So that was exciting. Lots of updates around chat, Zoom rooms, but a lot of them are like that, where they're not like, groundbreaking but to the right customer it's very impactful well that's the whole thing i mean the the transcriptions love that love that love that because we do a lot of interviews through zoom and like to have them transcribed because it's easier for us to work from that than just starting a draft on its own so wow that that would be that's really awesome and we um you know those subtle changes make often a really big um, productivity savings for that for a client. So very cool. Yeah, I don't think it's always the biggest, you know, revelation or a biggest new feature, but it's continually optimizing and improving the current product, which is pretty great. Yep. And what about, so what have you seen, and you kind of just alluded to it a little bit with some of these changes, but what do you ha what have you seen in the industry overall? Like, how is your how has video conferencing changed over the last couple of years? Would you say? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a really big change that's happening. Um, that's been happening for a while. Like, if you ask me today, like, um, you know, do you work for a company that does video conferencing? I wouldn't say that's what we do. I would say we do uh, unified collaboration or what what's called UC. Um, and the reason that is is that people want to consolidate this application, right? Like right now, companies have a, a chat platform, a video platform, a phone, right? They have all these different applications and they're really trying to streamline communication. Again, whether it's solving remote workers, um, all the different, different things that we've kind of talked about through this interview that we can solve, it, it's streamlining it, right? And so for example, with Zoom phone, Let's say I'm in a phone call with you, right? One thing Zoom's done is now I could take that call without hanging up and move it directly into a Zoom meeting, elevate it into this face-to-face -face experience. Or we're in this face-to-face -face experience, my wife calls me, I need to go home, and I can just switch that to my phone, right? We're really, again, trying to think on, on how employees and people interact 
with communication and how can we make that resistance less and just have make it happen easier and we're not the only com company doing this when you look at our competitors they're out there either building or acquiring additional companies again so that they can offer this all-in-one solution so that you're again not needing to go out to a phone provider a video provider a web conference your you know conference rooms and and piece it together so i'd say that that's a really big shift the other one is that you know as i told you we're in a brand new office or a new floor it's these new open spaces right with that is great inside communication but the, it uncovers new problems right volume issues noise issues and so another really big thing that companies have as initiatives this year is how do we take video conferencing and move it into to rooms right like right now i'm I'm sitting in one of our lounge rooms and for us it's kind of playing around with these different types of spaces that companies need and seeing again how do we make it easier right i think that you go back five years it was just how do we add video and how do we do this video conferencing now it's really saying okay this is a good idea but in practicality how are humans interacting with this at work and how do we make this actually work better for them and i think the answer is lots of little pieces working together not just we're going to just do video conferencing so i think that's the big the big changes that we see and where you know companies like us are working to improve our you know chat and other companies are looking to improve meetings because we all see it as this race to who can provide the best complete solution um, and i think that's the big change you're seeing in this space right now mm -hmm. and and that's also true, you know, for people who work remotely too. You know, they might not have the optimal solution in their office, which might also be their dining room table, or you know. So you have to think about individuals who are working remotely. How what kind of experience they have too, right? So how do you like from enterprise level to the single person who works alone? A totally different they could potentially have been very big, very different experiences. Yeah, and, and for us here at Zoom, we've definitely tried to position ourselves in a spot where we can still hear our customers and those, those voices don't start to get muddied as you have enterprise and you have commercial and you have, you know, telehealth, like take that for example. Telehealth is a, a booming area, just not even removing Zoom from it. Like I said, in the past I did healthcare staffing and there's a lot of rural places in the United States that genuinely are struggle with access to healthcare, right? How can we be part of that solution? And again, how do, where does video conferencing play into that while still maintaining patient safety and, and privacy? And so there's a lot of cool industries that, again, I think we don't always even think will help solve that we then discover, hey, there's this really neat, neat way we can actually help fix this as well. So again, I think I think you're going to see us try to do a good job continuing to list our customers. And that's why if you, you played around with Zoom, we have a lot of hidden settings because we still want to keep this a very easy experience. But if you really dive down, there's a lot of customization you can do to fit your specific need. Well, I remember when starting the podcast, I did, um, I thought I would use Zoom, but I wasn't sure like that would be the best idea. And then I went, and of course I went to Google and I'm like, using Zoom for podcasting, and I watched a YouTube interview, somebody from Zoom who really got super granular with all of the settings, and I literally had him on another screen, and I just set it up, and I'm like, okay, we're good to go, and that that um, YouTube video was so helpful 
And I shared it with several other podcasters who, who thought, well, maybe I'll start to use this too, because it, I use it for other things that they just hadn't thought to use it for podcasting. So sometimes on platforms like Zoom and so many others, and you know, we obviously spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, you've got to go deep because you can unearth some really cool ways of using the product that you may not have thought about originally. So I think that's really cool. Tell us a little bit about some of the apps that you use. So you're in a kind of cool space. um, And this podcast is called Indispensable, the business truths, tools, and tips you can't do without. So what are some other tools that you use in your day, personal and professional? Sure. Um, At work, I, I pretty much live inside of three applications, I would say. Obviously, I've got Zoom up and running. Uh, we use Salesforce as our, our CRM. I've used a lot of different ones. I feel like it really has to do with how your admin team sets it up, almost sometimes more than the, the CRM itself. We've done a really good job. It's a very challenging thing with Zoom because we have so many free users that then transfer into users. Keeping that organized is a full-time job, so I have a lot of appreciation for our admin team that keeps that running because that's really important to me. Um, I manage over 2000 companies. So being able to stay organized is huge. And then um, we use outreach um, for our kind of, again, keeping track of my outward reaching out, whether it's to you um, or different customers I have out there. Um, Those would be the three I use the most. We use Google or Google shop. Um, So between that, that that's pretty much where I I live and, and breathe inside of work. Um, it's pretty easy. I like to keep it simple, right? I don't want there to be too many tools. And it's kind of, again, where I really see the world going is that a lot of these tools are finding ways to solve more than just maybe the original problem they were designed for, which makes my life easier, right? Because outreach does my calendar scheduling for me. So I have to worry about that. Uh, if I have a phone call come in through Zoom phone, it's automatically logging in, in my CRM for me and Salesforce. So Again, our process is very streamlined. So for me, I can kind of just hop between a couple windows in my full day looking at email and, you know, the different tasks I'm trying to accomplish. As far as at home and applications, I don't know. Honestly, I, I have two little kids. So I have a, a nine-month-old and a five-year-old. So when I get home, I have lots of homework uh, and stuff that I'm helping with. And I'm really big, honestly, like I, I spend my whole day looking at screens and connected. So I try to kind of disconnect, right? And so I'll intentionally, you know, put my phone on sleep mode way earlier, right? I've told a lot of people that if it's a really big emergency, my phone will ring if you call me twice. Um, but, you know, I, I like to actually slow it down once I get home. And, you know, I think a lot of times you just, we work 24 seven and we can be really successful without doing that, right? I think sometimes it just, you know, I, I'm definitely guilty of wanting to be, you know, or, or being a workaholic and having kids have, has kind of made me reshifted to really being very calculated with my time and understanding how valuable that is. So, you know, any kind of application that's going to save me time is something that I'm interested in. So at home, a lot of it's like some of those smart devices where I can just, hey, Google, remind me. So I'm not having to, again, go back to my phone to pick it up. And, you know, the less you pick up your phone, the less you get distracted by those other little tasks. Um, I will plug one of my favorite applications on my phone is the application called Pocket. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a little plugin you can install. So like you're on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, but 
I have a reason to be on LinkedIn. Usually I'm researching a company I work with and you'll see an article comes up that's distracting, that's interesting, that's tailored for you, but it's not the time you wanted to read it. Pocket, you just click on the app, it saves it so that when I do have time to, to read or, or do that extra time, which happens less and less with two kids, but when it does happen, I'll be able to dive in and read it at my time versus you know, having these applications kind of distract you, right? And I'm just trying to be more purposeful with my time. And so that application has been a really big help. I, I think that's a great idea. And I think more and more we have to, we have to rein it all in because it's just so loud and crazy. One of my favorite things, and I, are you using it in Zoom, which is um, the sales navigator connector. So when I'm in Zoom and somebody joins a call, I can write from the participant navigation, click right on their LinkedIn profile. I have to say, I love that. Yeah, that was a newer one that got added and another customer request, which I think is great. Again, it's just that saving you time, right? Because to me, I think, you know, LinkedIn is is great, but it's getting more and more confusing, right? Like more and more of a social platform than what it first was. Um, and so something like that is great because it gets you right to what you need, the information you need. You're not Again, needing to dig and pull up those extra sites that distract you from being in the moment and listening. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Can you um, let people know how they can reach you? Sure. I mean, so it, it's really interesting, again, with my role here at Zoom. I only work with existing customers. I am always happy to answer questions and point people in the right direction, but it's kind of luck of the draw, right? You're, if you're in the United States and have 250 or less employees and the current Zoom customer, you might be my customer, right? Uh, otherwise, you know, I would say the best place to learn more about Zoom is just at zoom.us. You kind of mentioned with YouTube, our YouTube channel is great, but you can actually go down to um, live trainings that we offer, which is a fantastic way to you know, maybe you hadn't thought about running a podcast and you want to see it. That's where that training would be, right? Or maybe you want to explore our phones or conference room solutions. You can get in-depth trainings there um, and you can reach out and hit